Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Friday morning. We have made it to another game weekend. Before I get too deep into the show, I want to ask you a question. All right. We are, this is week three. To our knowledge, nothing is going to get canceled this weekend. And if it does, it's going to be weather-related, not COVID-related. Yes. Surprised? Yeah, a little bit. But given the fact that Major League Baseball had problems early on, the NFL is having problems early on. Yeah. SEC and bit. the NBA got it figured out somehow. So. Yeah, it, it is kind of... Strange, isn't yeah. it? Maybe I should the, the, lock a little wood here. But. Here's the difference, maybe. Um, because there have been COVID positives. Yeah. We just don't know about them at the college level. Like, yeah. we don't know who it is. Right. We don't know how many there are. Correct. We just know that there aren't enough to cancel a game. Yeah. And whereas in the NFL, not only do you know how many there are, oftentimes you know who it is. Yeah. So I, I, maybe that's part of the difference because – they don't disclose anything, so it seems like there's zero problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, if you main, you know, contain things enough to not have to cancel a game, that's pretty good. good. Stuff. All right. I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This weekend, I might, I, I might have to get some Churn and Spoon. It's been a while for me. You know, we had the gift. So we had our great listener. Uh, was it John? Well, I believe it was his name. Got us a gift card. Got me a, a turn and spoon gift card. I have since used that. It was Mike. Mike, Mike Bayless. No, well, who it was? John Bracado. Well, we we've had we've had several. We've to had give so us. many people. Yeah, I mean, so it's not. I, I apologize if I'm getting names wrong, but I haven't been in a while. That's what I'm trying to get at. I need to I need to go up there and get me. See, you like the uh, the albino squirrel. I like the sea turtle milkshake. Chocolate caramel. Swirled together, whipped cream. How can you go wrong? You can't. That is the answer to that question. Of course, if you just want coffee, they got you taken care of, too. So go up there. See them this weekend if you're living in the Starville or Tupelo area. And then next weekend, if you're back in town for MSU football, By the way, up as well. John has given us a, a gift card before. Okay, that's what I, I thought. I, but he's the one who got I, I was talking about the most I'm pretty recent. sure he's the one who gave me the gift card. That was right before everything. The one that you had forever. It sat on my yes, desk forever. Yes, that was yeah, him. That's who I yes. was thinking. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the last one. The last one that you took. <laughs> okay. Have we told this story on air? I don't. <laughs> so, Joel texts me. He's like, "Hey, we got a gift card today. It's it's for both of us. It's it's like fifteen bucks or whatever. I don't know how much it was. Yeah. And he's like, so we were supposed to split. I was like, okay, great. So I tell my wife, hey, somebody gave us a gift card. You want me to go grab you a coffee tomorrow? Yeah, sure. That'll be nice. So I get up there, and I'm looking on the board. I'm like, I don't see this thing. And so finally, it just occurs to me. And I text Joel, "Did you take the card with you?" Yeah. I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna have to pay for this coffee then." But like, in my defense, in the past when we have had cards, yeah, usually they just give them to me, and then I take them. You know, I distribute them here. Right. 
And uh, I just kind of I caught you by surprise. Yeah, They're going the I next day. I just kind day, of assumed. So, so my bad. But in fairness, Joel brought me a Coke tonight. So that's I did. We're, we're all. And I brought you one last weekend. And uh, when you printed out my parking pass. But I, 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 I did you a favor. That was a quid pro quo. Uh, true. You know, that's a, that's a piece uh, of paper costs 10 cents. Coke costs $2. Who, who got the best of that one? So here's how life really works. Does the piece of paper really cost 10 cents? When I got to buy, a, I, they don't sell it by the piece. They don't sell you one sheet of paper. You got to buy a whole ream. So how much does that cost? How much was the ream? I don't know. How Probably many five sheets? bucks. Well, divide that by however many sheets of paper it was, and that's how much that piece of nope. paper costs. Yeah, because you can't buy it individually. You can't. It's I mean, one thing, like, if you buy, like, a can of Coke, right? Like, you can buy a six-pack of Coke, but you can also just buy a single can. Well, no, you can kind of buy sheep, because if you go up to the, uh, I guess they still do this. I don't know if they still do this or not. When I was in college, you know, you go to the MSU library, you need something printed out. It's like 10 cents a copy. So they sold it by the sheet. That's a copy. This is, this, no, this is different. I, I don't I don't have that. Cause the, what are they getting the prices on paper? They're buying in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> They're buying whole reams, Jerry. You'd think a friend would allow you to have a piece of paper, but I'm just saying it's not. That a favor was done for both guys, right? It it's, was. A, it's a fair. It's a quid pro quo. It was. Right. It was more like you did a favor, and I paid 200 percent interest. But by the way, you were the only one who did that. I've printed off three parking passes and only got one Coke. Well, now you see who is the most loyal. What I would of your say friend. is the other two guys. They owe you about 65 cents. That's how I would look at it. That's how I, I'd go after them. <laughs> Instead of coming after me, what a long ad read for Strange Fruit Coffee House. But it's okay. It's it's Friday. Let's enjoy it. Uh, I want to thank our good friends over at College Corner. This weekend, if you're looking to have some friends over and maybe make the uh, paint the house maroon and white for Mississippi State versus Kentucky, well, they've got the supplies to do that. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Of course, a little late for that, but you can always just go to either one of their two locations there in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can pick up all the great maroon and white Mississippi State tailgating supplies that you need to turn your party into the best one ever. Plates, platters, uh, all the tailgating games, all the decorations, they've got it right there at College Corner. Advantage Business Systems wants you making sure your business is working for you, not you working on your business. Right now, they've got the ideas and the solutions that can make your business more efficient and save you money at every turn. So why don't you give them a call today and put their 45 years of experience helping businesses just like yours to work for you. Call them at 844-833-6245. Visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. That was the longest ad read. Apologize for the long ad reads today. I apologize for nothing. Well, in, in fairness... It's kind of what Ronald Acuna said the other day. That's true. Apologize Normally, for Normally, we come out of the ad break in about two and a half minutes. Yeah. But we, today we included... Five and a half. We're, at, we're almost seven. But we had the the thoughts on the COVID. Yeah. And then we had our the whole thing of the paper and things of that nature. So, yeah. It's okay. You know? We're going to pack a lot into the, the next uh, the remaining part of this show. It is Friday. It is three Ps. It is Mississippi State versus Kentucky. If you haven't already, go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. Two great interviews. Uh, looking at the Wildcats there. We got John Hale from the uh, Courier Journal in Louisville. And of course, that's Louisville. You down here? It's Louisville. I had a friend at one time. We're the only one in the world that's Louisville. Isn't? I don't well, know. I had a friend. I had a friend who one time he's like, "How do you pronounce this word?" And he spelled Louisville. And I was like, "Well, where where am I? Where am I when I'm pronouncing this word?" Yep. If I'm in Kentucky, it's Louisville. If I'm here in Starkville, it's Louisville. Yep. So, uh, and of is, course, is there another one? Do you know of another? Louisville? Not that I know of. Yeah, I don't no. either. Uh, 
And then, of course, Cole Kublik of the SEC Network. He also joined us yesterday. Great stuff from him. Today we're going to look at Mississippi State, as we always do. One and one. Uh, surprising win, surprising loss. I, 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 I guess in the wash, it all comes out the same. State's the one and one record most people would have predicted them to be. They're throwing the ball at the pace people predicted them to throw it at. They've already thrown 119 passes on the year. They're turning the ball over at a higher uh uh, at a higher pace than you would have expected. Eight turnovers in two games. That is not going to win ball games in the SEC. I think before we talk about anything else, we have to say, if that doesn't clean itself up, they're not going to win this game on Saturday. Amen. I 100% agree. And I would even go so far as to say is if that does clean itself up, they do win the game. I would agree. That's that's the bottom line of this game to me. Because I trust – can't believe I'm saying it. Didn't think I'd ever say it this year. I trust the defense. At this point, I've I've been given no reason to not. Do I think they'll be perfect? No. Do I think they may give up? You know, have a brain fart or two? Probably. But they're not going to mess up enough to cost you the game. I don't think. Right. And so, bottom line, if unless there's fumbles, interceptions, muff punts, whatever, I think I think state wins. I really do think it's that simple. I know that's football 101. Don't turn the football over. Whoever wins the turnover battle probably wins the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that, but no, we're it, talking about Orgeron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that it really does seem that simple this week. That said, State lost the turnover battle to LSU and won by ten, so you never know for sure. But you also don't usually pass for six hundred twenty-three yards. Yes, that is correct. Um, so let's talk about Costello. Then you know we talked earlier this week. Bo Nix had success against this Kentucky defense. Matt Corral's numbers are, are really impressive. Uh, over three hundred yards passing. He was twenty-four of twenty-nine in that game. Uh, just really, really good. I didn't watch much of that. I did. I watched. Was that him taking the top off a lot? No, a lot, it, it was a lot, lot of dink and dunk. No, but that's not it. It was a lot of the intermediate. Okay, a lot of what you saw from KJ Costello. Yeah, against LSU, just some some crossing routes, a lot of run after the catch. Um, Kentucky's secondary was not good in that game, um, and it allowed for, for Corral to have you know what I mean not a career day, but a really really good one. Um, Costello needs to do about the same. You know, he needs to be as much as you can be in this offense. I think he needs to be efficient with the ball, sort of manage the game a little bit. I don't know how I don't know how those two those concepts work in a in an offense that wants to throw it 60 times a game. But I guess what I'm trying to say is this. He can almost do what he did last weekend in terms of the numbers and everything. And just it, don't throw the football. As long to them. as you don't throw the football away. As long as you're not giving it away. If we wake up on Saturday. And his stat line is 41 of 55 for 313 yards. But instead of one touchdown and three picks, it's three touchdowns and one pick. State won the game. It really it really feels that simple. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to uh, give a plug here to at Daniel C. Black. You can go find this article that he wrote. He did some good stuff digging into the uh, all the losses after uh, – Mike Leach shocking losses in the course of his career. That's funny because you know last week our friend Ben Portnoy did the whole what is their record after top yeah. ten wins, which is now three and two. Well, you can find that go go to at Daniel C Black on the Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, you'll you can find it on his timeline. Actually, I retweeted it. You can go to mine too and find it there if you'd mm-hmm. like. But anyway, he he did a lot of homework and it, there's a common theme with a lot of Mike Leach's shocking losses through the years, and it is. I mean, there were there were several instances of very KJ Costello uh, like mm-hmm. statistical lines right. on, on some of these losses and things. It really does feel like with this Mike Leach air raid, 
as long as you do not turn the football over and make a ton of mistakes, mm-hmm. you're good. That feels like it's a general statement, though, doesn't it? Well, you'd think, but I mean, like, he, he, as he went through there, there was only like one of those shocking losses that you could say, well, that was just a crappy defensive performance yeah. kind of deal. Like, basically, that, that's surprising. Uh, you, you would think. Was yeah. that that UCLA game I think that, that was where they, lost, they, they were up big? Yeah. Um, but they threw nine touchdowns and lost. <laughs> so I don't. Maybe you're right, but maybe more so with Leach and company. It's don't beat yourself, and you might win every game. Well, and I, mean, and I know that's true for a lot of teams, but maybe with this Leach style, it seems even more true. I I would imagine that that. A good portion of that is because his offense is designed to score points. And it does, yeah. as long as you don't mess it up. So that's that's step one, is keeping the ball in maroon and white hands. Step two is Kylan Hill, just simply returning and being healthy. Again, is it either or for last week, by the way, for you? Is it, okay, State could have still turned the ball over, but if Kylan Hill had been playing, they would have won. And we could say, well, State didn't turn the ball over, so they would have won without Kylan Hill. Can you say, is it either or? Because obviously if it's both, they win big. If I say State still turned over the ball three times, but Kylan Hill played the whole game, and all those touches that Marks and Johnson got, Kylan Hill got those. It kind of feels like you still won the game. Yes. And it also feels like you may have converted on one of those fourth and shorts because the play call no or question. something may have been different. And no question about it. At least one of those At least one of them. That fourth and one pass becomes a, 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 a run to Kylan Hill. No question in my mind. Uh. As Leach said, the offensive line didn't exactly do a bang-up job on those plays either. Right. So maybe Kylan Hill doesn't get it either. But it feels like if Kylan Hill played, even with three turnovers, you still won the game. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. So then what are we expecting from him Saturday night in Lexington? Remember, two years ago, you got, he didn't even he barely touched the ball. Joe Moorhead was determined to pass the ball in terrible weather, which, you know, there could be some 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 similarities there. Obviously, a much different style of passing, though. Um, but the running game was not an effective one. Last year against Kentucky, Kylan Hill was very effective. Had a big game. Uh, what do you expect to see from him on Saturday? Uh, I, I guess, I mean, I, you feel like he's going to run the football more than he did against LSU. No doubt. Um. He seems bound and determined based on his social media posts. You know, run, run that zone, drop eight, and I'll bless you, he says. So, <laughs> Did he say that? I yeah. didn't see that. <laughs> uh, so, so he seems pretty bound and determined. I think that was on Facebook. That was not Twitter. But okay. uh, either way, he are seems... Are you from Boston? What are you doing Twitter. with Twitter? I, I just, no, ma. Chipper, uh, whenever Chipper used to play and tweet a lot, he would always call it the Twitter. And okay. so I've... My okay. entire... Okay. Well, you know, I'll just go ahead. I got it from him. But anyway... Yeah, you feel like when Kylan Hill plays, he's going to have a big day. He's just got to play. Yeah, I mean, as I mean, far as we I, know, he's going to play. Kylan Hill twenty plus touches. I I feel confident I'm going to be close to 150 yards. Yeah, and you know, and at least one score. And, and you know, is there a number? You know, is there a if I made a graph where the, the two lines intersect, Kylan Hill yardage, MSU probability of victory? What's the number for him where you say that's as close to 100 percent as they can get? If it, it, 150? Yeah, I was going to say, if it's 150... If At you 200, told me, you feel great. Oh, 200, I, I would put a lot of, put a lot down on that. But, yeah, if you told me you had 150 yards of total offense... Yeah. I mean, I'm Bar, just going to go yeah. ahead and guess that, you know... 
the other guys, the, the receivers well, and things. You, you, you figure that KJ probably got three hundred from everybody else. Yeah. So that's closer to four fifty now. Now you're getting into numbers where, barring you, you barring really complete defensive meltdown, collapse, yeah, you should have won the game. Receiver wise, you know, we saw a little bit of it last week. Uh, you know, Osiris Mitchell still had five catches, but he didn't have the, the big game. He wasn't as big a part of the game as I thought. Austin Williams was battling an injury. They tried to get the ball to Peyton, but all that underneath stuff was just covered up. Shavers wasn't a, a, much of a factor. You know, who, who are the guys this weekend that you think is, are going to, you know, have, have be the guys that we're looking at on, on Sunday saying, okay, seven for 123, six for 118, here we go? I don't know, man. Like, are you sure you're going to get that? I don't know. Because <laughs> because if you do see a lot more zone, it just feels like you're going to have to go to go underneath to Kylan or Marks or Johnson, whoever's back there, which you would assume it'd be mostly Kylan, but you assume that's the guys that's going to have to make the biggest plays. So could so this be I, a, a double-digit catch game for Kylan Hill? Yes. Okay. I mean, it was a double-digit game last week for, uh, for Marks. For Marks. Yeah. So, yeah. In fact, I, I mean, that, that would be my... You made me guess now. Yeah, I think it is a double-digit catch game Do you for think Kyle. at some point, though, even against the zone, you, State never really tried to throw the deep ball last week, and I think part of that was, was pressure. I think for whatever reason, State's on the line, they just not have a good game last week. But you have to at least once try it. And you may have to risk the interception here, but throw up a, one deep ball just to see if you can't break through a little bit. I mean, you got <laughs> – when you're playing the, the type – of defense that Arkansas was, that's just so tough to do, man. I mean, the odds are not in your favor there. Um, they're dropping a. I mean, there's a lot of. There's just so much help over the top that you, you just. You, would you like to have seen it? Yeah, uh, in hindsight, but I get why they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, you know, it's sort of like you know. In basketball, if a zone defense means what, you got to shoot them out of it, right? Yeah, I feel like some that's sort of true in football too. You got to take a couple of shots deep. If you if you hit a fifty yard, sixty yard pass over the top of a zone, which is not it's not designed to do that, but if you can do it, if your receiver can go up on a 50-50 ball and make a big play, you can get them out of that. Yeah, I don't know. Last week to me, man, was just all down to KJ not working all the way through Reed sometimes, and and. Some bad throws and bad decisions. It, it, he he has. I mean, we saw it. Baton Rouge. He made some throws that I maintain that even senior year Dak would not have made. I agree. I mean, he 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 has he has that first round type arm talent. Yeah, he's just got to not get too yeah. Brett Favre gunslinger. Last back week he there made and, some throws that sophomore year Chris Ralph would have made. Yes. So. Yes, that, that pick six. Yeah. That was definitely an airmail, yeah. There's yeah. no question about it. Defensively for Mississippi State in this game, Kentucky, they rushed for over 400 yards last week. They've been good running the ball. They've got a plethora of guys who can do it, including their quarterback who, who can get loose. State has been one of the better defenses. Only two games, but they're, they're averaging less than – they're giving up less than 100 yards rushing per game. Uh, they've just been better at every stage of the defense than you I thought they were going to be in uh, you know June, July, August. Can they make it three in a row against? It's sort of funny. They LSU they played a more of a passing offense, right? I think last week's offense was very balanced from Arkansas. This week is a running offense, so they've played three different styles of offenses. They've been successful against two. Can they be against, successful against the running offense? They, you feel like they can, or at least I do. 
They they've played really well against the run. I don't. To me, what would scare me more than anything is a team like if State was to play. I guess <laughs> there's obviously not another air raid team in the conference, but you know, State playing a team that's just chunking the ball over the field that'd scare me. Uh, I kind of trust this team now against the run. I mean, they they've they have proven to this juncture that they're pretty darn good at stopping that. So, yeah, I mean, I. It'll be interesting to see what Kentucky's game plan is. Will, will they try and be balanced, or will they just say the heck with it and let Terry Wilson try and, and beat State with his arm? That would be very un-Kentucky-like, though, right? I mean, yes. So, I don't know. I, I think if, if Kentucky tries to do against State what they did... You are right there? Yeah, about dropped everything. Uh, if, if they try to do against State what they try to do against Ole Miss, I just don't think it's going to work. No, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, State is better defensively than Ole Miss is. Ole Miss is going to 600 yards a game. Um, and that means the up front though is is the key. You know, this is a game where I mean, I like State's matchups in the secondary. You know, I like Emerson against their receivers and Furge. You know, and I think you'll be okay back there. But yeah, it, it's going to depend on what on what Crumity, uh, and and those guys up front, and then Errol Thompson is going to be a key key player in this game. He cannot, you know, once they get to, if they get to the second level, he's got to be the one uh, cleaning all that up. This almost feels like a game where. You you wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad idea and you know I'm not Zach Arnett and I'm not trying to money money or I guess Friday afternoon quarterback here but could you put Crumity out on the end and let Pickering play in the middle just to give yourself a little more beef a little more size up there I mean Crumity's played out there before he's played a, a, a defensive tackle kind of position at four three it's not that different I don't know yeah I don't know I mean talking to Kobe the other night I mean kind of sounds like the whole idea here is to. Not let not that not let them get outside. So I don't know if that, if that's the case. You want you want somebody a little quicker. Yeah, out there. If yeah, that's I agree. Kind of the case, but I agree. Kobe was one I was I wasn't in there for, so yeah, I didn't hear what he had to say. Um, and then I think that the key, I think the biggest key for this is, and we talked I talked about it yesterday with with John, talked about it with Cole, talked about it with you now. If State can can limit Kentucky in the running game, if they can try to force Terry Wilson to beat them as a quarterback, that's the key for State to win. If, oh, yeah. if they do that, if they limit him and he has to stay in the pocket, he, he doesn't have the guys to, to beat Mississippi State there. I mean, you, you go back to that game in 2018. What happened in that game? Benny Snell happened. Mm-hmm. He dominated MSU that night. You know, And that 2018 defense, he dominated them. And that's how they won the game. It wasn't – I mean, State turned the ball over. They didn't play well offensively. But at the end of the day, Benny Snell just imposed his will upon MSU that night. Can't let that happen again. Terry Wilson, good athlete, not a great quarterback. And and if you can force him into being a passer first, well, then, I mean, I really feel good about State's chances to win this game. Oh, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, and not, them not having smoke – that, yeah, Washington smoke is out. That that helps in that regard. They have other two other guys they who rush for 100 yards though. So um, the I, I I hate even starting to talk about this because we have stunk when it comes to predicting what's going to happen. We have, but it it really feels like a game that Mississippi State should win. I mean, bottom line to me. Because I, I think they can stop the run. I think they can bottle that up. And I think they can make Terry Wilson try to beat them with, with their arm. Th- that said, I guess what you – it goes back to what I said a minute ago, though. I feel like for teams to be State, offensively, they might have to do it with their arm. Yeah. I just don't know if Terry Wilson can. If he's the guy. Because, that, yeah. And it's not even so much like 
Terry Wilson is just the complete package of that offense. Yeah. I, I don't know if they have the the passing offense to to do it. So I don't know, man. I, I just really feel like it's a I feel like it's a good matchup for State. I do, I do. Yeah, if you can make this Kentucky team, they're already sort of one dimensional. If you take that away and make them go to the other dimension, you got a great chance to beat them every, almost every week. I mean, you look at Ole Miss and they won despite giving up 400 yards rushing. You know, what does that game score if Kentucky only rushes for 200 yards? Which is still a lot of yards. But even then. So, yeah, if State can just, you know, if State plays defense the way they've played in the past two weeks, they're going to be just fine. They're going to be just fine. If this game doesn't go the way that I think it is, it, it is at the point, though, where you reevaluate what this team, yes. team is. Then you start looking at LSU as, okay, that was a little bit of a fluke. Yeah. You know, and it was it was just that Bo Pelini decided, was stubborn. Was stubborn. Decided he was going to lose his way rather than win somebody else's, and it got him beat. If they lose this game, but if they win this game, they're two and one. Texas A&M's going to be one and two. They're playing Florida. You should be favored and back in the top twenty-five, I would think, when A&M comes to town. So you got to yeah. Mississippi State's ideal weekend is to go to Kentucky and of course win and win pretty convincingly, and then have Arkansas go over there and at least hang, at least with, hang Auburn. with Auburn and then let A&M get. You would like to see A&M get demoralized a little bit because then. Then you're one and two. And we talked to Cole Keeble probably was about this with Kentucky, but let's talk about it with AM. They've already had some guys opt out, and we're looking ahead here, obviously. But if they're one and two and they've gotten blown out by Alabama and Florida, you know, they could have some guys go, you know what? It's just not worth it. You know, go ahead and take 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 the uh, take the year off. So we'll see how that goes. You know, that and that's that's a danger for everybody though. So it would be a danger for state right now. If state was if state goes one and two, there could be some guys that go, yeah, maybe not. So we'll see. Don't have any. Don't have. I'm not reporting anything. I'm just telling you that's a. That's just an opinion. Yeah, it's just guessing that human emotion might start to take Correct. over a little bit. Correct. All right, let's move on into the playmakers. Brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, the food truck up and running all weekend. And of course, if you're trying to, you know, get something done for next weekend, let's go ahead and look ahead. And you're thinking, okay, Mississippi State. No, can't tailgate, obviously, but. You know, we can find ways to get together. Well, why don't you give them a call, and they'll cook you up a whole tenderloin, a whole strip loin, a whole ribeye. It's a little pricey, no question about that, but they got a deal for you. Spend over 100 bucks with them this week, and you can get two pounds of their incredible gourmet grind hamburger meat, the best hamburgers you'll ever have. That's what's still in the house, and they're going to cook the food for you. Cook it just the way you want it. It's going to be delicious, grain-fed, locally sourced beef. You just can't go wrong, so... They've got the food truck if you just want to get a bite to eat. If you want to get the big thing, give them a call. 662-268-8148 or call or let them know on Facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. And let them know early in the week. Wednesday is probably sort of the cutoff day for this. They could maybe squeeze you in later, but you're taking a chance. So let them know Monday, Tuesday, hey, want to get a whole tenderloin done. Want to get a whole ribeye done. They'll get that done for you, and it'll be incredible. I promise you one thing. No matter what you get from Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Playmaker time, Joel. Who you got on offense? <laughs> I mean, it's KJ. I don't know if that's... You can't pick KJ. Can I not pick... We're doing the non-KJ. We KJ the non-KJ rule. Well, then it's Kylan Hill. Okay. Because, I mean, that's that's it, right? I, don't, I mean, I could rattle off some other name, but by and large, if you showed me those two stat lines right now, I'd tell you if Mississippi State won the game or not. That's what it feels like. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with you. Kylan Hill, just because we saw what Mississippi State is when he's not there last week. Marks and Johnson are, are going to be great players for MSU, I feel. 
good, talented running backs. They're not Kylan Hill right now. Mm. The same way that Ladarius Perkins wasn't Vic Ballard or, or you know Christian Ducree was not Anthony Dixon. Good running backs, but then you have the stud. You got you got the franchise guy. That's Kylan Hill. He needs to get the football. If he can carry the ball, if he can touch the ball twenty times in this game and be productive, State's going to win. Yep. They're going to win the football game. What about on defense? Who do you got? I think, for me, it's one of the ends. Because after hearing Kobe talk and them talking about trying to not let him get outside and contain Terry Wilson, not let the running game get out of hand kind of thing, it just makes me feel like maybe he or, or Marquis Spencer kind of thing. I'll go Kobe, though. Uh, I think that that defensive line play is going to be key in this game. If they can stop the run, like you said earlier, if, if they make Terry Wilson have to beat you with with his arm, and as I said earlier, I, I don't think he can. Maybe he'll surprise me. I've been surprised twice this season already with the results of games, so don't take my word to gospel for goodness sake. But uh, I think the defensive line's play will be key and Kobe Jones being the, I guess, kind of the heart and soul of it. I'll go with him. I'm right behind you. We're going to go uh... – to Errol Thompson. I, mean, I think that I sort of mentioned literally that. Literally kind of right behind you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, literally right <laughs> behind you. That You know, I mentioned that earlier that, you know, against running teams, linebackers need to have good games, all right? But the, the, the linemen need to eat up the blocks, and then you've got your linebackers meeting these guys at the line of scrimmage. There's a There may not be a surer tackler in the SEC than Errol Thompson. Once he gets you wrapped up, usually he's going to bring you down. He's going to need to be that – He's had double-digit tackles the first two games. This could be his big game of the year. Could be 15, 16 tackles if things go in the right direction uh, for Mississippi State. My X factor is Brandon Ruiz. Didn't have a kick last week. Probably much to his chagrin. Would have probably liked to have gotten out on the field. And the weather could be bad here, so you could see some drive stalling out. And then when you got a kick, you could be kicking in the rain or wind. Need him to be, continue to, to, to show what he showed against uh, LSU. He's obviously got the confidence when we talked to him the other night. Got a lot of, uh, as much as a kicker can have swag, he's got that. <laughs> so he, he needs to continue to be perfect for Mississippi State. They're going to call upon him in this game. He needs to be able to deliver when they do. Well, the kicking game sure mattered the last game at Kroger Field. Uh, all they had to do was make an extra point, and things could have went differently for the old Wildcats. Yeah. Such is life. Didn't yeah. happen. Uh, I mean, I, I'll stick with special teams and, and just say special teams in general. I don't want to be so broad, but I'm going to be. Um, state has to it. not. State has to not have all these shoot yourself in the foot moments. And one of the biggest ones last week was, of course, the muff punt yeah. from Jaden Wally. Uh, it's obvious at this point. State doesn't make mistakes. They're a good team, and, and it feels like they can kind of hang with anybody. If you can go down to Baton Rouge and win that, that game that they won, you can hang with anybody as long as you don't continually shoot yourself in the foot. And so I'll, I'll just keep it with special teams and, and, and say win that phase of the game. If they win that phase of the game, that feels pretty good. A, a close second here, though, to me, would be pick anybody from that MSU secondary. And uh, – because, I, again, I think State can limit the running game. If you told me the secondary was on lockdown, too, mm-hmm. and State's going to have another performance kind of reminiscent of last week, I mean, they're going to they're gonna win the game. I, I agree. I mean, it, you, you limit a team to 21 points or less, or really, I guess, defensively 14 points or less, yeah, you're, you're winning that game. I agree. All right, that makes it prediction time. 
what do you got this week for Mississippi State versus Kentucky? Again, I like the matchup. Uh, I do think State's going to see some more zone. I don't know that they're going to just you know mash it, but I think they're going to be more successful against it this go around because I'm going to guess that. What do we know about Mike Leach? He's the master of repetition and doing yep. it over and over again until you get it right. I kind of feel like this week, um, State's going to have that figured out a little more. Assuming Kylan Hill's out there, which certainly seems like he's going to be, he's going to put up some numbers too. Uh, I think State gets back in the, in the win column. I'll say State wins 35. We'll go 35-24, Mississippi State. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I think State's going to get the win here. Um, it is a four outcome game though. It, it could go any way. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you, we wake up on you know Saturday or we get we get back done, done Saturday night and states lost by twenty plus, I'm not over. I'm not completely shocked. I'd be surprised, but I'd be not completely shocked. But I think the Bulldogs get the win. I think that they will be able to limit Kentucky defensively. I think that you know they will slow down that running game. And that and I don't I don't think Terry Wilson can beat them uh, with his arm. So and I think that Costello bounces back, has a good game. Uh, and MSU gets the win. 41-24 is going to be my final score. Mississippi State grabs the win over the Kentucky Wildcats. They'll be 2-1. And, and all of a sudden, you know. We, we both just projected double-digit victories after what we saw a week ago. Well, I just don't have a lot of faith in Kentucky. I just don't. You know, Auburn was able to limit them. Didn't have a lot of faith in Arkansas either. I didn't. Well, <laughs> As did I, I didn't. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. Arkansas at least was impressive week one. Yeah. I thought, okay, look, they look a lot better. Kentucky, I had pretty high expectations for them. They have not delivered. Yeah. You know, they're 0-2. Auburn handled them pretty easily. They, they they let Ole Miss off the hook and made dumb mistakes that cost them the game. I just don't have a lot. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. So, yeah. I, 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 you know. And the thing is, double digit can be sort of, you know. Misleading. Misleading sometimes. I mean, you could just be up. Midway through the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden you get a touchdown, and then now Kentucky's got to throw the ball, and now you yeah. got to pick six or something. Yeah. You just you just never know. So, you know, how does the game go is more more important. We'll see how that goes out. Hopefully, talking to you on Sunday. If not, it'll be late Sunday evening or early Monday morning when we're back with you. Tell you what's true after another game, and start looking ahead to Mississippi State, Texas A and M next weekend. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.